the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Practical Living with Dale O'Shield, Senior Pastor of Church of the Redeemer in Maryland. We pray that through this message, you will learn how to apply God's Word and truth to your life. Stay with us as we discover God's truths that will transform us. We're involved in a series of messages called Teach Us, Teach Us to Pray. And I want to talk this weekend about a, about a very important prayer that you and I need to learn how to pray. We're going to talk about the Heal Us Prayer. So we want to learn what it means to become people of prayer. And so we want to be like that disciple. Lord, teach us to pray. In fact, why don't you say that together with me right now? Lord, teach me to pray. Teach me how to pray and teach me the value of prayer. And I want to talk, as I said a few moments ago today, about this whole idea of praying a very specific kind of prayer. It is a prayer for healing. We've been unloading and unpacking a number of different prayers that Jesus includes in this very important model prayer that he gave to us. And we want to talk about the heal us prayer. Lord, bring us back to health and produce healing in our lives. And to really know how to pray the Heal Us Prayer, I think we have to begin to answer some very important theological questions, some biblical questions. Sometimes we even wonder, does God heal people today? And is it even worthwhile for me to ask God to heal me or to heal someone that is sick or hurting or broken in some way? And what should I expect when I pray for healing for myself or for someone else? And I think it's extremely important that before we learn the how to pray, we need to have a foundational understanding of how we are to approach the topic, the concept of healing prayer. Number one, God reveals himself to us through his names. One of the names of God is Jehovah Rapha. I want you to say that name with me, Jehovah Rapha. The word Rapha is the Hebrew term for healing or restoration, or it's translated, I am the God who heals you. God reveals himself to us by his names. One of the ways that we know who God is is by knowing the names of God, God Almighty, Elohim, is one name, Jehovah, the I am that I am. And so there are many different names of God, and many of them are what we call the compound names of God. Jehovah added to it, Shalom, for example, I'm the Lord who is your peace, Jehovah Nisi, I am the Lord who is your banner, Jehovah Rohi, I am the Lord who is your shepherd. So God reveals himself to us by his names. And one of the names that God gives us of himself, he identifies himself as Jehovah Rapha, I am the Lord who heals you. Now, this goes all the way back to the time that the children of Israel had come out of Egypt. They'd been delivered in a tremendous way from bondage and slavery there for over 400 years. They'd been slaves in Egypt. And they come through the Red Sea. They're on the way to the promised land. And, and they find themselves in need of water. And the water they find themselves at is bitter. And it needs to be restored. It needs to be healed. And so there in that moment, God produces an amazing miracle. And then he gives them this promise. God speaks through Moses. He said, if you listen carefully, this is Exodus 15, 26. If you listen carefully to the Lord, your God and do what is right in his eyes, if you pay attention 
to his commands and keep all his decrees, I will not bring on you any of the diseases I brought on the Egyptians. Notice this, for I am the Lord who heals you. There in the original language, the, the presentation of God's name, I am Jehovah Rapha, I am the Lord, your healer. So I want to lay that foundation that God actually tells us who he is as the Lord our healer. That provides us a sense of confidence when we pray. Number two, God identifies himself as a healer very clearly in scripture as he produces healing in people's lives, not only through his name, but by his actions. Does Psalm 103, the first three verses, praise the Lord, O my soul, or my soul, all my inmost being, praise his holy name, praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. Now, there's not much controversy around the fact that God is a forgiving God, that God forgives us of our sins, but often there is controversy around the next statement, who heals all your diseases. But God says, I'm Jehovah Rapha, and I want to show you this is what I do, that by my actions, I not only identify myself to you by my name, but by what I do. I heal all your diseases. Psalm 147, verse 3, he, God, heals the brokenhearted. He binds up their wounds. Number three, the third thing that you and I need to understand before we really get involved in praying this heal us prayers, we must understand that sickness any kind of pathology or sickness, according to scripture, is a consequence of living in a broken world. The world that we live in is not a healthy place. The world that we live in is filled with all kinds of diseases and problems and challenges and pain that people experience in life. And the reason that is the case is because of, because of the presence of brokenness in our world, going all the way back to the Garden of Eden. Notice what happens in Genesis 2, 16 and 17, where God speaks to Adam and Eve and reveals to them what happens when, when mankind goes away from God. And the Lord God commanded the man, you are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat from it, notice this, you will surely or certainly die. God says that when you begin to move away from me, the world finds itself in a broken place. Death begins to be a part of the world's experience and the world's existence. And so pathology or sickness or brokenness is a part of us moving as human beings away from God, going all the way back to the Garden of Eden. James 1 verse 15, this is emphasized again. Then after desire is conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it's full grown, gives birth to what? To death. So again, the brokenness of humanity. John 10 verse 10, Jesus himself said, the thief, the devil comes to steal and kill and destroy, but I've come that you may have life and have it to the full. The reason that sickness and brokenness exist in our world is because our world is a broken place. And that brokenness goes all the way back in time and humanity to Adam and Eve in the garden when they made the choice to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil rather than eating and partaking of, continuing to partake of the tree of life. We also see that God healed people in the Old Testament. Sometimes when people say, well, you know what? How do we know that God is a healer? Well, we look at the examples of what God did, not just in the New Testament. We'll come to that in a moment. But we also see that God as the healer, as Jehovah Rapha healed people all through the Bible, including in the Old Testament. 
In 2 Kings chapter 5, there's a story of a man by the name of Naaman. And Naaman was not even an Israelite. He was a Syrian. He was a commander. And he contracted this terrible disease of leprosy. And back during that time, there was no cure for leprosy. In fact, if you were a leper, you were isolated from community. And and in essence, you had a death sentence over your life. But there was a little Israelite uh, young lady that was living in the home of the Syrian ruler as a servant to, to the Syrian ruler Naaman's wife. And this Israelite servant said to Naaman's wife, if Naaman would just go down to Israel, there's a man of God there, a man by the name of Elisha, a prophet of God. And if you'll go to Elisha, he will find that there's a God in Israel who brings about healing. And so eventually Naaman goes down and presents himself to Elisha. And Elisha tells Naaman to go and dip seven times in the Jordan River. After some protest, eventually Naaman goes in and dips himself in the, in the water in the, of the Jordan River. You can read about this again in 2 Kings chapter 5. And the scripture says in verse 14, so he went down and dipped himself in the Jordan seven times as the man of God had told him, and his flesh was restored and became clean like that of a young boy. Here's a Syrian highly placed ruler, commander, a military man, an intelligent man, but he puts his faith in the God of Israel and he finds out that the God of Israel truly is who he says he is. He is Jehovah Rapha. He is the God who heals. In 2 Kings chapter 20, there's another story of a king of Israel, king of Judah by the name of Hezekiah. And Hezekiah contracts an illness. In fact, Isaiah the prophet is sent to King Hezekiah and says, you need to get your house in order because you're going to die. And the Bible says that at that news, Hezekiah turned his face toward the wall, that is the wall of the temple, and he began to pray to God, asking God to heal him. God, I'm asking you to take this curse of sickness from my life and to bring healing to me. And then God speaks to to Isaiah again and sends him back to Hezekiah and gives him these words, I've heard your prayers and seen your tears, and I will heal you. God speaks now to the king. And in fact, the, the, the Bible teaches us that King Hezekiah had 15 years added to his life because he again met and experienced the God of healing. In his prayer, he found out that indeed God was Jehovah Rapha. Number five, scripture teaches us or contains examples of people praying for healing. We just looked at two examples of Naaman who asked the man of God to bring healing into his life. Of course, Elisha could not heal him, but Elisha connected him with the God of Israel who did heal Naaman. And we see in King Hezekiah, how he was healed in response to his prayer. Jeremiah actually sought God for healing. He prayed the prayer of healing in his life. Jeremiah 17 verse 14, heal me, Lord, and I will be healed. Save me and I will be saved for you are the one I praise. Again, we often talk about God saving us and what a great thing to experience the salvation of God. Nothing like God saving our lives, saving our souls for eternity and saving us from the, the messes we find ourselves in, in our, in our everyday life and experiences. But God not only saves us, but, but actually Jeremiah says, Lord, I'm asking you to heal me as well. Not only save me, but I'm asking you to heal me. 
Psalm 30, 2 and 3, verses 2 and 3. The psalmist says, Lord my God, I call to you for help and you heal me. What kind of help was he calling for? He was calling for the help of healing. I call to you for help and you healed me. You, Lord, brought me up from the realm of the dead and you spared me from going down to the pit. The psalmist said, I learned, Lord, that when I cried out to you, when I asked you to heal me, you did that very thing. In fact, you rescued me. You brought me up from the realm of the dead. I was going down a pathway where my life was about to be over, but you spared me from the, the, the curse of sickness and death as I called upon your name. The sixth thing that I want to share with you today is this very important truth. You know it well, but I want to remind you of it also today. Jesus himself during his earthly ministry demonstrated over and over again his healing grace and his healing power. How many times do you see in the Bible and the New Testament Jesus approaching someone that was sick and they're reaching out to him for healing and Jesus' response was to touch them and bring them healing or to speak a word to them and bring them healing. Jesus is known as the great, not only the great teacher, but is known as the great healer and the great deliverer. He is, in fact, Jehovah Rapha. When Jesus was walking on this planet, on this on earth, he was God in flesh. Jehovah Rapha was among us. And because Jehovah Rapha was among us, healing happened in people's lives. In Matthew chapter 4, verse 23, the Bible says Jesus, as speaking of Jesus himself, Jesus, the Son of God, went throughout Galilee, that's the northern part of Israel, went throughout Galilee, teaching in the synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom. And notice this, healing every disease and sickness among the people. How much disease did he heal? Every. How much sickness did he heal? Every sickness, every disease, every sickness. So where Jesus would go and there was sickness, people would be healed. Where people would, where Jesus would go and there was disease, people would find themselves cured. You might recall the story of the man in John chapter 5 who had been by the pool of Bethesda and he'd suffered for 38 years with his paralysis. And, he, and Jesus said, do you want to get well? And there in that moment, Jesus spoke the word and asked him to rise and take his bed and walk. And here's this man who for almost four decades found healing. Why? Because Jehovah Rapha was walking among us. He was on this planet and demonstrating what God came to do. He came to bring healing to you and me. In Acts chapter 10, verse 38, the Bible speaks of the ministry of Jesus, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power and how he went around doing good and what's the next word there? Healing, circle it, underline it, underscore it in your mind and healing all who were under the power of the devil because God was with him. When Jesus was on earth, he went about healing, delivering, bringing freedom and bringing restoration and driving disease out. Why? Because again, as I said a moment ago, he is Jehovah Rapha among us. Number seven, very important to understand as well is that Jesus is, is the one who went to the cross and suffered and died for our healing. When we think about Jesus dying on the cross, we, we talk about the fact that he died for the sins of the world. And that's, in fact, what he did. He, he paid the price for our sins. He paid the price for our transgressions and iniquities. But he also did more than just pay the price for our sins. He paid the price for our healing so that we could be healed and so that we could be restored, spirit, soul, and body. 
And notice in Isaiah 53, verse 5, as the prophet Isaiah is talking about the great work of Jesus and his atoning work, as his work on the cross, it says, but he, Jesus, was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And then notice this last statement that he gives us in verse 5, and by his wounds, or one translation says, by his stripes, we are healed. Isaiah says you have to understand prophetically who Jesus is and what he came to do. He was pierced for our transgressions. Yes, he was crushed for our iniquities. He took the punishment that brought us peace and he was, he was wounded so that we could be healed. You might say, well, yeah, that's just the Old Testament, pastor. That's Isaiah. But what about the New Testament? Notice 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24. The apostle Peter reaches into the principles of the Old Testament of the prophet Isaiah and brings it into New Testament time, the time that you and I live in. And it says of Jesus again, this is the New Testament, 1 Peter 2, verse 24. He, Jesus himself, bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness by his wounds you have been healed. I think it's an, a very appropriate time for us just to take a moment and say, thank you, Lord, for your healing grace that when you went to the cross, it was not just only for our, our forgiveness. Thank God for that. Thank God for our forgiveness. But it was also for our healing that you were wounded so that we could be healed, that you took our wounds upon yourself so that healing could come to our lives. The eighth thing I want to remind you of today is this. The early church after the day of Pentecost, when they were empowered by the Holy Spirit, the early church ministered healing in Jesus' name. You see them demonstrating this over and over again. Acts chapter 3 is a great example of what happened. Peter and John are on the way to the temple to pray. It's 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And as they're approaching the temple at the gate beautiful, there's a man that's lying there who is, is, who is paralyzed. He's been there for many, many years. We don't know the exact story of this man, but we know that this would, been, would have been the custom of his life to go and beg for money every day at the temple, asking for alms. Someone give me something to sustain my life. And so here's this man lying at the gate beautiful and he looks up at Peter and John and he's wanting them to give him some money to give him something that will sustain his life and notice what happens here in the story here's Peter and John filled with the Holy Spirit they're now leading the church the early church as we see in the book of Acts and it says then Peter said he's speaking to this man silver or gold I do not have but what I do have I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk, taking him by the right hand. He helped him up and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. And of course, the Bible says he went walking and leaping and praising God. And everyone was astonished to see this, this tremendous miracle that had happened in the name of Jesus. And notice what happens here. Peter and John say, silver and gold, we don't have. It's not about giving you some money. I don't want to just sustain you in your sickness. No, there's someone here that can lift you out of your sickness. In the name of Jesus, what I do have, I give you. I have faith in the name of Jesus. And in the name of Jesus, rise and walk. And there in that moment, the man received far more than just a little sustenance for the day. He received healing for his life and for his future. And this is the activity, the ministry of the New Testament. In Acts chapter 9, again, we see Peter engaged in one of these miracles. It's again, it's after Jesus has 
has risen from the grave and ascended back to the right hand of God. The Father and the Holy Spirit has been outpoured upon the church. And notice what happens here in Acts chapter 9. As Peter traveled about the country, he went to visit the Lord's people who lived in Lydda. Lydda. There he found a man, Aeneas, who was paralyzed and had been bedridden for eight years. Aeneas, Peter said to him, Jesus Christ heals you. Get up and roll up your mat. Immediately Aeneas got up. All those who lived in Lydda and Sharon saw him and turned to the Lord. Here, Peter comes upon a man, Aeneas, who is now suffering again. He's been bedridden for eight years, almost an entire decade, not able to function in his body. And here is Peter saying to him, Jesus Christ heals you. Well, Jesus Christ, the resurrected and ascended Lord, Jehovah Rapha, was still active in the early church healing. So healing is not something that was just reserved for the time of Jesus. It's something that Jesus continues to do in people's lives today. That's what we learn from this particular aspect of the book of Acts. It's something that God does in people's lives. Number nine, are you getting these principles? Again, we're Bible students today. I'm laying out the foundation next weekend. I'm going to talk to you about how to pray for healing, but you can't really pray effectively unless you have a faith to pray. And so I'm building your faith this weekend by taking you to scriptures to understand what the Bible says about God, the God of healing. Number nine, the Holy Spirit is one who grants healing gifts to his church. And there's healing gifts that are imparted by the Holy Spirit. First Corinthians 12 verse nine says to another faith by the same spirit, to another gifts of healing by the one spirit. And so there are gifts that are given to the church, the gifts of healing that are, that transpire through the ministry of the body of Christ. How many times has God used another person to pray for someone that was sick and a gift of healing was released in that moment as this this believer prayed for a sick believer, a broken believer, someone or a person who was ailing in some way that that gift of healing by the Holy Spirit operated through their lives and restoration and healing came. Perhaps as you have been listening to today's broadcast, you felt a stirring in your heart, something that reminded you that you need to get something right in your life with God. The first way to start in that journey with God is to open your heart to Jesus Christ, to make Him the Lord of your life, to turn over all your life to Him. And that begins with a very simple prayer. I want to lead you in that prayer right now, and it's a prayer that you can pray right where you are. Say these words, Jesus, I invite you into my life today to forgive me of all my sins. I need you. I want you. I want you to take charge of my life. Be my Lord and Savior in Jesus' name. Now, if you just prayed that prayer with me, I want to encourage you with a promise from God's Word that says, when we call on God's name, when we call on the name of His Son, Jesus, there is salvation that is brought to our lives. He changes us from the inside out. And the Bible says that if any person is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things pass away. Behold, all things become new. And that's what's happened to you today as you've opened your heart to Christ. Let me encourage you. You need to take the next step. The next step is to make sure that you get into a good Bible-believing church where you're studying God's Word. And make sure you get a copy of God's Word and begin to read it. Spend some time each day in prayer. You've been listening to the teaching ministry of Practical Living with Dale O'Shield, Senior Pastor of Church of the Redeemer in Maryland. If you would like more information, please visit our website at church-redeemer.org. 
May God bless you and make you a blessing.